Welcome to SEC Unfiltered, home of the best SEC content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sports entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews as well. Guys, so many fans and listeners of SEC Unfiltered have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. Well, so again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code SECU to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from SEC Unfiltered sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Alabama falls to Michigan 27-20 to in what was an absolute thriller of a game. The overtime win for the Michigan Wolverines. And guys, I want to go ahead and get this out of the way and start with this. Because this game was lost for Alabama for many reasons. 
outside of just the final play call. Let's go ahead and get that out there, right? The final play call was not the reason that Alabama lost the football game. But of course, with it being the last play of the game, it is the one that's going to be highlighted, the one that's going to be talked about. And that's why I want to go ahead and get this out of the way and get my thoughts out here. What I think is really interesting, right? Immediately after that happened, you had tons of people go on social media. And I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about friends of the show, right? Our good friend, J.D. Pakel of On3, Adam Brenneman. You had others go out there and go on record and say, wait, 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 guys. The play call wasn't all that bad. This was an RPO where Jalen Milrow had the run pass option. He had his, his running back swinging out, right? He could have thrown the ball. But the bad snap is what caused Jalen Milrow to, quote-unquote, panic and just drive straight into the offensive line for no gain, thus ending the game. Then after the game, you listen to Nick Saban. He was asked, of course, about this play call. And he went on record and said that it was a quarterback run. It was not executed well. It was not blocked well. He even went as far as to say, you know, we had a bunch of two-point plays in the playbook just in case for this game. We ran one of those two-point plays. So Nick Saban goes on record and says it was a quarterback power. It was a quarterback draw. It was not an RPO. Now, granted, he didn't say those exact words, but effectively said the play call was for Jalen Milrow to run it up the gut. So whether you agree with guys like J.D. Pakel or Adam Brenneman, or maybe they've changed their stance on it, or you agree with literally what's coming out of Nick Saban's mouth, whether you think he was he was protecting his quarterback or protecting his OC, whatever he may have been doing, either way, that final play call, I understand it to be a quarterback power. That's what it looked like. That's what Nick Saban himself said it was. And so to say that that last play call was questionable is putting it kindly. Now, you go back and look at the play, guys. Actually, if Jalen Milrow gets a good snap, which we're going to talk about that more in just a second, because it was sort of that play was kind of a microcosm of, of the things that haunted Alabama in that football game lack of execution, doing the little things right. You go back and look at the play, though. If Jalen Milrow gets a good snap, he's able to see the field, read the defense, he's actually got a little bit of a lane to the left side. Maybe he has a chance to score on that play. But Nick Saban went on record, wasn't executed well. We didn't do a good job in that play. And a questionable play call, guys, to say the very, very least, especially in a game in which Michigan was – for the most part, dominating Alabama in the trenches, right? But that one play, like I mentioned, that one play is not why Alabama lost this football game. First things first, guys, it was a great game, right? I mean, the setting was fantastic. We knew it would be in the Rose Bowl. Uh, to see the, you know, it was a helmet game, Bama and Michigan, two historical programs, two of the best programs in college football history. And I think what was so impressive, because you you got to give an incredible amount of props to Michigan, right? I, I think most folks were doubting them coming in this game. They've been mocked. They've been belittled all season long for the for the off-the-field stuff. Jim Harbaugh's been suspended. The, you know, the 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 cheating scandal, the, you know, the 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 stealing signs, what have you. I mean, they they have been berated at every turn. You know what it really reminds me of, guys? 
this Michigan Wolverines team, it's like the Houston Astros in the major leagues, right? It's like the Houston Astros. Like, they're really good. They don't need to cheat. But the fact that they did, and then all the things that happened, you know, Jim Harbaugh saying this is this is America's team for the way they've responded, calling Michigan America's team, like, there's been so much that took place throughout the year. They obviously use that as fuel to the fire and play with that chip on their shoulder. But you've got to give a lot of credit for what Michigan did last night in that football game, right? Like, they are every bit legitimate. They are every bit deserving of being in the national championship. What was so impressive, what Michigan did, the special teams blunders that that almost cost them on multiple occasions, especially there at the end of the game, guys. You have a muff punt. The kid recovers at the one-yard line, which that was an incredible play in its own right. The fact he's able to recover that, not go into the end zone, really saved the game there for Michigan. But, I mean, guys, they had a botched extra point. They had a muffed punt that led to a touchdown for Alabama. They had a missed field goal. They had that near disaster at the very end, and still Michigan is able to overcome it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think what really surprised me, guys, it's like it's one of those things you just never get used to seeing, right? Alabama was suspect in the trenches all year long. I mean, they closed out the year, guys. They gave up six sacks in that game yesterday. 44 total sacks surrendered, guys. That's the most an Alabama football team has given up in 35 seasons. Like, to say that Alabama was historically bad on the offensive line this year, that's not over-exaggerating. It's factual, right? But it's something you just, I just never got used to it. I never got used to, like, I just always expected, okay, Alabama's good in the trenches. They're Alabama. And especially after you watched them, what they did against Georgia, thought handled a really talented, one of the best in all of college football, handled their defensive front, right? So to see Michigan just flat out whip Alabama up front, both sides of the football, by the way, both sides of the football. Bama had some success, don't get me wrong. But for the most part, when you look at who won the battle in the trenches, more often than not, it was the Michigan Wolverines. And that even came down to the final play, where it was a play in the trenches, fittingly enough, and Michigan had the upper hand. You look at the play of Jalen Milrow, guys, and you look at these numbers. They're uninspiring. Let's call it for what it is. They're uninspiring. 16 of 23 through the year, 116. Didn't turn it over, no picks, right? 
had the fumble, costly fumble. Credit to Alabama's defense for standing tall there, and I think that was the drive where Michigan missed the field goal. But just 16 to 23 for 116. Did run the football 21 times for 63 yards. Obviously, guys, his legs were a difference maker in that football game. But Jalen Milrow, for all the growth that he showed this year, and I thought the game plan, you know, you heard Jake Crane in the last segment talk about the game plan. It felt like it was somewhat questionable in that first half. Like, they wanted to prove that Jalen Milrow was a good thrower of the football and could throw it all over the yard, and they kind of got away from what made them successful down the stretch. But Jalen Milrow, guys, when I look at Milrow this season, he was solid. He was a great athlete. He was an okay quarterback. Great athlete, okay quarterback. When he stepped foot on the field, he's the best athlete or one of the best athletes on the field. But is he an elite quarterback? I don't think so. And Bama was able to get away with that in every single game practically in the regular season, right? When they're when they're just so much more vastly talented than the opponent, than the competition. But you look at a game like this, where it's much more evenly matched, and even that other side's got the advantage in some areas, you got to have that guy in the center. And again, I'm, I'm not pinning the loss on Jalen Milrow specifically. I'm not, because I think the reason Alabama lost this football game was their inability to win consistently in the trenches. Their inability to do the little things right. Guys, it is literally game 14 of the season. And you cannot snap the football to your quarterback. How does Alabama not have a center that can snap the damn football to the chest of the quarterback? How do they not have that guy? How is that happening in game number 14? That was baffling to watch. That was baffling to see. These are Pop Warner elementary things that Alabama is struggling with. And neither team, by the way, guys, neither team was perfect in that football game. Neither team was perfect. Michigan made a slew of mistakes, as we've already mentioned. But Alabama, with with those critical errors, you know, you go to the second half. I'm sitting there, guys, watching the game, obviously, thinking to myself, okay, this is where Bama's going to turn it on. It felt like the game was exactly where Nick Saban and Alabama wanted it to be, right? They're going to turn it on. The the cream's going to rise to the top. And it looks like that was going to happen. That drive by Michigan in the game, man, that that was legacy stuff. I mean, that was stuff legends are made of. Going for it there on fourth down and getting it with a great play call. You know, J.J. McCarthy with the legacy drive. Blake Corum is a certified dude, by the way. Certified dude, right? But it shocked me to see Alabama kill themselves with these little mistakes. And you were playing a Michigan team that was good enough to take advantage of your mistakes. Guys, watching that game, though, I'll tell you this. We've heard this a lot, right? This has been Nick Saban's best coaching job to date. We've heard that a lot. Watching the game last night, it only reaffirmed that to me because the reality is this. This Alabama team this year was very talented, right? That goes without saying. But this team had holes. This team had serious deficiencies across the board. And they had deficiencies where you can't afford to have deficiencies and be elite. And that's the line of scrimmage. That's the offensive line specifically, again, surrendering 44 sacks this year. The fact that Alabama got as far as they did, SEC champions making an appearance in the college football playoff with a chance 
to beat Michigan. The fact that Alabama got that far, I'm not sitting here telling Alabama fans they should be happy with the season because, hey, it's win it all or bust in Tuscaloosa, and I respect the hell out of it, as it should be. But with that team, with that group of players, with the holes that you very obviously had, and you look at and you rank the best teams of Nick Saban's Alabama tenure, like where would this one rank? Where would this one rank? So to see what Nick Saban and that coaching staff did with that group, I think it reaffirms this was 100% Nick Saban's best coaching job to date. And guys, again, simply put in this ballgame, uh, Michigan was just a better team. I, that that You know, you watch this game. You know, if I would have just told you the score, and I would have said, okay, guys, don't watch the game. Don't look at any stats. Michigan won 27 to 20 in overtime. What's your reaction? The reaction from most probably would have been, oh, you know, Michigan probably won by some fluke or the refs did this or, or, or Bama played their worst game and Michigan played their best and Michigan lucked up and won. Like, you would have probably thought that's what happened. That's not what happened, guys. Michigan was just a better football team because Michigan made just as many mistakes as Alabama did. Were Bama's a little bit more costly? I, that's up for debate. But Michigan was just a better football team. And sometimes, guys, you just got to tip your cap. And I know we don't want to give we don't want to give Michigan credit because of the off-field stuff, because of Jim Harbaugh and the, and the, and the, the stealing signs and and the cheating. And it feels like again, it feels like we're watching the college football version of the Houston Astros, where it's like, we all know they're good. They've got great players, but it's an icky feeling, the fact that Michigan may win it all. But guys, the fact of the matter is this. you got to tip your cap because Michigan was the better football team. They proved that on the field last night. And for Alabama, I think they're going to be fine, guys. They're going to be great next year. They got Jalen Milrow back. I don't think Saban's near retirement, but after you lose a game like that, you fall short of expectations in Tuscaloosa. A lot of questions linger. And now Michigan moves on to play for the ultimate prize.